Okay. So I'm kind of ashamed of myself for the uh, the last two weeks. The new second half of um, the season of uh, Star Trek Discovery has been on, and I haven't caught any of the episodes yet. Um, and I feel ashamed. I feel very ashamed of that. Yeah. Yeah. You like that stuff? <laughs> You're such a fucking prick, man. You obviously saw it. I did. I did. Um, I'm really hate watching that show. Yeah, apparently. I'm. I'm hate watching that and The Walking Dead. And um, <laughs> yeah, I am. I am officially no longer a Walking Dead fan. Oh, really? Um. But anyway, back to me shitting on. Uh, oh, Star come Trek on. Discovery. I thought we were no, no, moving no, no, no. on. <laughs> I just, I, you know what? It just feels, it feels odd for a Star Trek show because it's very like, like everybody's got hidden motives. Like everyone's got, uh, what's it called? Um, everyone's like shouting at each other and like they're shooting at each other. And I'm like, this isn't what. I thought like Star Trek is supposed to be about engine drives and like exploring new alien lives and lives. I'm all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, people of all ages. Uh, I'm very sick, um, so you're gonna hear me be congested and occasionally cough, and be ge- generally spacey. To excuse the pun, considering that we're talking about a show set in space um i actually i thought you were trying to uh infer kevin spacey and i was just like geez please don't be that yeah kind of spacey. <laughs> no i'm not gonna be i playing. will leave right now <laughs> god damn it kevin spacey you know more news poured out about that dude being yeah, like a, he's fucking a fucking racist, racist. Yeah. yeah i i heard that shit uh when i read the account especially from those security personnel who were just fucking doing their job Jeez, man. What a piece of shit, yeah, know, man. Right? It's like, you he, think. He's definitely gone for me. He's like gone that Jeffrey Jones route <laughs> where um, Jeffrey Jones, you know who, who Jeffrey Jones is. He was the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, he's the, he's that guy. He's always like the 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 like the straight white guy in all the uh the 80s con the 80s and yeah. early 90s comedies <laughs> and then it came out that he was a fucking child molester oh no not a child he was just he had a, a shitload of kitty porn oh god damn yeah so now he's dead to me he only i can't i can never see him outside of his characters and i think that's what kevin spacey is to me now well we should have known something when he played the uh the possessed scientist and Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, man! So you know, it turned into like a giant yeah. scorpion lobster. Or that's something. G- that's George Lucas predicting the future yet again. <laughs> thank you, George. Yeah, thanks, George. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought I was dense and very, you know. Oh, I don't know why I'm doing George Lucas. <laughs> well, at least he cast uh, faster and more intense. You know. <laughs> So sorry, I gotta stop doing that. Uh. The only saving grace of that movie was, um, what's that actress's name? She was she was the lead, next to oh Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson, yeah. Leah Thompson. I think she was so cute. She is 
she is so beautiful in practically every movie I've ever seen her in. It, even now, like mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of her now, and I'm just like, God damn, man, she's just like, she's just keeping it going. You yeah, know? absolutely, absolutely. The hotness. You can't even you can't even blame Howard the Duck for getting a slice. No, of that, yeah. You know? uh, well, I can blame the Howard the Duck for quite a lot. Well, uh, yes, you could for for being a piece of shit movie, mm-hmm. uh, and for um, duck breasts. Oh, that's right. Into it's <laughs> <laughs> never lest you forget. Oh, there was a play duck play centerfold. <laughs> I will never, I will never forget because that that actually aired on Channel Eleven. That's like, right. When it, back when it was just WPIX. Oh my God! During Shocktober, feathery boobs. Yes, with weird nipples. It was yeah. really weird. How would that work? I mean, ducks are mammals, but so like they, they uh, have titties. How did George Lucas okay that? He was just like, he. You know what? It's good. I like it. The 80s were nothing but a a blur to anybody with money. You know, they were just like, I'm going to pitch this. Greenlit. But I didn't even finish reading. It's like, just greenlight it. Here's money and drugs. You know. All right. Let's kick this off. I am Pablo Morali Martinez. I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are... <coughs> oh, jeez. <coughs> Robots versus tech. On Radio Free Brooklyn. I don't know how to spell out coughs. Is that our new logo or our new <sighs> show name? Is it... <coughs> versus oh, jeez. Can we try to do that one, one more time? Nah, let's leave it oh, like that. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> so welcome to another week. Another in, week. In the splendor of Amerihel. Yeah. <laughs> As we try to make sense... Of this, uh, of this nation's ever-growing problems, and uh, you know, we're just we just shake our heads. Uh, we shake our heads because we have a complete and atta imbecile embarrassing us to the world. What's the latest news? I'm sure you know, but we're gonna give it our own spin. He in a in a meeting with his cabinet and other political figures, American political figures referred to countries like our very dear El Salvador, Haiti, and other Africa. Just, a- just Africa in general. And Africa in general as shithole countries. Yep. I mean, I feel like everybody's, like, this has been the thing that everybody's been talking about. He said this, here's the thing, he said this while he was on the clock. It's not like he was out golfing and somebody... Surprising that he wasn't golfing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, wow. Because, like, he's golfing, like, 90% of the time. Pretty much. This guy. It's like Martin Luther King Day. Oh, he should be doing something. Nope. Nope. He's golfing. He's golfing. He's golfing. Mm. (laughs) Trying to remember the days when certain people weren't allowed on golf courses. But he... He did this while he was on the clock. He it's not like, you know, he was in a room somewhere smoking with his buddies and he's just like, uh, you know, what are we he was on official presidential business, um, met with other heads of state and uh referred to um El Salvador, Haiti, and African countries as shithole countries. Right. 
Um, and why are we letting people from those shithole countries into this one? Yeah. Um, into this shithole, apparently. And he said, why can't we uh, admit more people in from Norway? Because Norwegians don't, like, their shit is fine. They, their country, they have their shit set up so that, like, they honestly have, like, their slogan should be people first. <laughs> like, they have, they have like, free health care. Like a great uh, education, great system. education system. Like they invest in their people as opposed to us, where it's like you know, they they've probably already released like Infinity War two. Like, <laughs> I bet it's just fucking great over yeah. there. <laughs> the land of chocolate. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I know Norway isn't the land of chocolate. <laughs> Anywhere that's not here is the land of chocolate, <laughs> as far as we're concerned. Oh man. But yeah, um, they, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what goes through this asshole's head. Um, probably cheeseburgers. Cause he, he eats enough of them to like, you know, make his body real strong, <laughs> strong enough to pass the fucking physical exam. Well, apparently <laughs> they, he, he, they said that he, uh, that he's, he's the world's healthiest man, yeah, something like that. Whatever the fuck that means. Uh, and what they, he put out a stat like that he's like six three and two hundred and thirty nine pounds. Bullshit. Two really. That I, I, dude looks like. Uh, I don't know. He's definitely in the three hundred weight class. Oh, without a doubt. And just like I don't know, he looks like he hasn't worked out a day in his life. He like if you threw a baseball at him, mm -hmm. like it would just like be usurped into his jelly like body. <laughs> His his body probably like that <laughs> that noise <laughs> would be emitted from his body. Holds like super unique characteristics <laughs> that it can, it can actually absorb and disperse all momentum <laughs> like instantly. You know, it's like <laughs> you literally can't hit him with a car because all the energy is just dispersed <laughs> and it just stops dead. That's a super villain power. Exactly. It's like <laughs> other than you know talking shit. Yeah, well, that's definitely his yeah. uh, super villain. He, he has that in fucking spades. Yeah. But, um, I and, think and the ability to have people just like, I'm sorry. I'm, no, no, sorry. please, please. And the ability for him to have people come out of the woodwork and defend him. Like, I like before I realized that we weren't recording, mm -hmm. like, I was talking about how fucking, um, the chief of the Department of Homeland Security was, um, you know, on Capitol Hill. And, you know, answering questions about her conversation with the president. Mm -hmm. So the fucking, like, <laughs> the director of Homeland Security, mm -hmm. uh, the chief of Homeland Security, whatever, um, she was answering questions about that. And uh, Cory Booker and Kamala Harris like her, took her to task. They basically, Cory Booker, in a very um, memorable and, I think, viral kind of speech, mm -hmm. really, uh, really, like, just gave her the business mm. and um you know Corey. it just reminded me of like all the reasons why i love cory booker despite the fact that, like there's certain aspects about him that um i find kind of like a little shady but it, that was like the moment where it just reminded me of like why i liked him so much mm. 
like as a politician he because he seems so authentic mm-hmm. even sean king like wrote something about him yeah like uh, when he posted the video up on facebook of uh him giving that um the uh the homeland security uh, like person like the business he, he was like you know uh despite his shading dealings like there is something about the authenticity of cory booker at this moment that makes uh the concept of him running for president like feel powerful mm. you know mm. uh i'm very i'm paraphrasing heavily on what sean king said so yeah. but i think um, you have the essence of yeah it. yeah so you know it's really cool like like that would to me that would be an awesome ticket like kamala harris cory booker oh Man, one-two punch. I I don't even know. <laughs> this, God, man, I, I I would love to see that, but the if, all right, use your words, Ernesto. Um, <laughs> the the campaign back and forth between uh, that ticket and I assume Trump is going to want to run again if he makes it. Through of course, this for, he's for, a, yeah, first if, term yeah um would be so disgustingly racist like yeah no that the things that he would throw at them the insinuations oh i just it it could be the start of like mass conflict i mean like i'm talking about fights in the streets yeah you know like whenever they would send provocateurs to all of their um like rallies and stuff like that. I'm, I'm talking about going to be a lot more tiki torches being sold. Oh, that's for sure. For, oh, are you kidding me? Hmm. Goddamn motherfuckers, man. The alt right. Fucking alt right. Which I, I haven't heard that much of them recently. No, no, no. They've they've calmed down their rhetoric. Because maybe maybe they took the holidays off. N- well, actually, uh, when uh, when the shithole countries comment came out, David Duke came out. And said, like, I, I was losing faith. And then you brought the faith right back. And I was like, fuck, what is Donald Trump going to say to that? And then Donald Trump didn't respond to that. But he said something like, America first. Like, that's the first thing he tweeted, like, after the, in response to the whole, like, shithole comments thing. So it's, it's to me, it's almost like he... He's not denouncing, but he's winking at the at these white supremacists. Oh yeah, there's there's a whole relationship going on between them. Like it, it's it's well documented that uh, the Ku the Ku Klux Klan and David Duke and um, all these other uh, racist right wing groups they they refer to Donald Trump as their leader. They fully endorse him. They um, they have his back in whatever he says. They think it's just it's they're just wallowing like pigs and shit and for him to not come out and explicitly um deny them or uh, uh disavow them it's it's his wink toward them like hey you know i'm your guy and stuff like that uh it's it's disgusting we have an overtly racist uh person occupying the presidency right now and there are a lot of people that are just willing like this like the the homeland security lady she was just like i didn't hear him say anything or i can't recall 
And then all other Republicans are just like, remember you were, you were saying that it was just like, Oh, it wasn't shit house. It wasn't shit hole. It was shit house. Or they were just arguing semantics. And then the only other person, the only person who was just like, no, he said it was a democratic Senator, this guy named Dick Durbin, Mm -hmm. which I was just like, that's the name of an old detective from like (laughs) detective serials in the forties. I'm Dick Durbin, private eye. I heard him say what he said. <laughs> and I'm going to make it stick. <laughs> I'm on the case. The shithole case. <laughs> Up next on Dick Durbin Adventure. No, I'm just <laughs> right. But yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I wanted to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. Because there's been a lot of like, I have, I don't want to talk too much about it. I almost feel weird talking about it. Mm-hmm. I should just say it. The Aziz and Sorry thing. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure what to make of it. I'm almost afraid to offer my opinion. Um, but, there, fuck, there was another, like, there was a one-two punch. Mm-hmm. It was like, one, it was James Franco. It, I think it was James Franco. That news came out that, like, Six women oh, yeah. were just accusing him of uh, sexual assault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. And then uh, Aziz Ansari came out, and I was just like, Did that? well, that kind of sucks. And then I started reading more about it, and I was just like, this doesn't seem like it can be categorized in the, within the same breath as like Harvey Weinstein, Louis C.K., um, you know all these other pieces of shit kevin spacey in so much in so much in the fact that um those other guys that you mentioned seem to be seem to practice explicit predatory behavior right where they were looking to they were looking to go out and just violate yeah. you know some women and you know anybody who stood in their way anything that's in their way be damned you know whereas uh, from what i've read thus far of uh, aziz ansari um he he had he was attracted to this woman and well no not initially he gave her the brush off right and right until she, until they started like uh talking about um like vintage camera like the vintage yeah, camera she right, had right, right. and he was impressed and you know so when they went on this date um and they did some drinking and then they went back to his place he thought that it was like you know it was going to be a hookup you know he's He's Aziz Ansari. He's got money. He's got fame. He's just like, oh, okay, you know, this is gonna be, this is gonna be an easy layup, as right. as some some guys refer to this. Um, and th- I th- that is part of the, that is also part of the toxicity of male culture, where right it becomes it becomes more about your own uh, edification, I guess. Um, damn, why, why do my words leave? But anyway, no, um, no, no. I mean, it's a, it, the whole thing is, is complicated. Like, I, I don't know, like to me, it's complicated. I don't know what, what, you, like, I want to hear what your thoughts are about it. It's, it's, it's complicated in the sense that, you know, I, I wasn't there, so I can't, I can't speak to it. And I don't want right. to, and I don't want to use it in that way as, as so many other people 
online are just like, well, you, you can't, you know, prejudge him because you weren't there. It's like what I mean by it is that the, the details that were given in terms of what went, what went down um, were really, really uh, graphic. And if I had been in that position, I would, I can tell you that I would have been like seriously turned off because it seemed like she, at certain points, she just wasn't into it. She just wasn't game. And he just thought, well, if I push a little more, maybe she will be. I don't understand that level of um, pursuing uh, a woman. Right. Yeah. So but anyway, let's. Uh, let's put a pause on this for a second. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. Are we really back? Yes, we're really back. Okay, we're back. So I don't understand how, um, according to uh, her describing the entire um, time in his apartment, um, how he couldn't pick up on the fact that like she wasn't into it. There are just certain physical indicators, you know. I, maybe he was completely like. In the whole, I'm I'm Aziz Ansari, and you know I'm gonna you know make this happen. I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, it's there. There's there's a certain part of male culture that has to step back and, and start to feel like, well, do I have a willing participant here? Like, do I have somebody who's really into this, as opposed to my having to convince her? I mean, this is a complicated case, man. Uh, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have you. The, if 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 there's anything complex about it, is is that, um, in in recent months, um, we have been prone to be exposed to the situation where the guy is just a complete and utter asshole, predatory, um, multiple women coming out saying he and and the descriptions have been absolutely horrific and. Um, and it's quite, it's almost cut and clear that, um, it was, it was sexual assault, but now we have a guy who presents himself as a very, um, liberal, uh, woke in many, in many instances kind of man, you know, and, and if you look at his standup, if you listen to his standup routine, like he's very self-deprecating about um, some of his uh, ability to even attract women. Right, um, right, right. So it's like we look at him. We looked at him almost as harmless, um, and almost like that enlightened friend, uh, because it's just because of the things he spoke and his personality and stuff like that. So it's it's very hard to transfer what we've been feeling with the Harvey Weinstein's of the world. And put this guy in the same category. And while I'm not going to equate the two as exactly the same, because right. they, but because the the power dynamics, though, while there are many similarities, especially with the male female dynamic, um, Harvey Weinstein can't was is is the product well, of a certain kind of uh, Hollywood machine um, that, especially him being a uh, a white male in this country, whereas Aziz Ansari, he is. He is a man of color in this country um, of a different age, of a different generation in terms of Hollywood or just that industry. Um, so we automatically as ascribe something different to him, but they're still part of male culture as, as every man on, on this planet is. So it doesn't in any way 
mean that you can escape uh, that toxic culture that we're all in some shape or form uh, exposed to and kind of ingrained with. Yeah, and susceptible to it. And susceptible to. I mean, ev- and everybody's susceptible. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that Aziz Ansari set out that night. He's just like, oh, man, I can't wait to make this girl feel like a piece of shit and just get my rocks off. Like, I, that's not what I think happened. But just because you didn't mean to do it um, in that sense uh, doesn't mean that that's not what still happened. I'm glad you said it that way because that actually makes me feel like actually it clarifies it for me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like I now I'm just like it does seem like a little bit less murky now that I've like spoken to you about it. Yes. And like you you yeah. actually have made me kind of see it for what it is. I'm just like you know what? There's a there's a lot about this thing that makes me analyze it from the point of view of like this is this might just be a more subtle shade of male toxicity mm-hmm. than I've seen. I and and I have to admit, like when I first read it, I had trouble with it because I was I was just like, well, I, I I kind of echoed what you hear a lot online or in the news when um, these women uh, who come out uh, against these powerful men um, and stating what happened. You hear a lot of this diatribe where people are just like, well, why didn't she just leave? Why didn't she just do this? Why didn't she why didn't she just say no? And it's just like, you know, it's not it's not that cut and dry. That's not how human interaction works all the time. Um, Sometimes there is this there's this gray space that people just exist in in terms of just trying to get along, trying to trying to figure things out and in those gray spaces um things can go really really wrong but just because it's a gray space doesn't mean that nobody's uh culpable you know Um, right and uh, like like you stated like there there are a lot of subtle shades um so i had to think about this situation for a while and and uh and i came to the conclusion like no this is you know this is part of that uh toxicity now to um, just to be thorough, um, the uh, the young lady did reach out to uh, Aziz via text and said, "Listen, this is how you made me feel. This is how um, this is how uh, this and the other, and these are my feelings on it." And he was just like, "Whoa, I I had no idea that's um, that's how you were feeling or how you were thinking." He was just like, "I I really am sorry and." I, I don't want to use that as like, okay, he's been completely absolved or whatever. But um, I, from what I've seen thus far, I have a feeling, and I, you know, I can't put this down in any sort of quantifiable mathematical proof on a piece of paper. But I have a feeling, just from what I've read of his reaction so far, that perhaps he is at the very least thoughtful about this and being maybe. Uh, a little more deeply analytical of what it is that he did um, inadvertently or purposefully or in a drunken haze. I don't know, but it did happen. Um, he didn't come out and deny it and say up and down like, oh, this, then, the other, da, da. He, he hasn't denied a he thing. He didn't issue a statement where he never says I'm sorry once. Or pull that or pull one of the favorites. It's just like, I'm sorry that she felt that oh, way. You know, it's like. Man, that's a 
old fucking hateful chestnut. Yep, yep, it really is. It really is. Now, what happens at this point um, with him and her? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, this is this is one of those things that have to be worked on. It's it's a dialogue that they have to have. It's a dialogue that we all have to have. Um, just when looking at these situations and uh, trying not to repeat it going forward. Um, right. You know, that's that's the dialogue that needs to happen as opposed to just uh, everybody being quiet and like shrugging their shoulders and being like, ah, what you going to do? You know? Right. It's like that's that doesn't help anything. See, this is what I needed. This is what I needed. I just like I needed to, to talk to it, like talk, talk about it in order for me to like be like, all right, now I now I can see it more clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it it does help to talk. It really does. Um, as cliche as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So. so now that we have covered that, um, <laughs> I'm Ernesto Mancibo, and I'm Pablo Morali Martinez, and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have to talk about. Some robots stuff. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, dear viewers, we had a we had a good old time this past Saturday. We went to go see the Last Jedi again. Again, this this will be our our second viewing. Um, and it's I got a prelude to, to the third time. That <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we have to see it on IMAX, man. I do not want to miss out seeing it on IMAX. For real, for real. I, there's there's too much good stuff to not see it. Like on the real IMAX, by the way. If if you're in New York. Um, you'll know that you may know, you may or may not know that we have several IMAX theaters, uh, in New York, but the only real one, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, the only one worth going to is the one near Lincoln center at that Lowe's theater, because that is literally all the other ones just play IMAX on TV. Yeah. The one at Lincoln center is the screen is ginormous. It's huge. It actually goes along the curvature of the earth. That's how big it is. It's like <laughs> it has its own horizon. Let's put it that way. I was just uh, I was just watching uh, the uh, Godzilla anime that they just posted up on Netflix. Oh, um, oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, were you asleep for this? No, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I was. Yeah. I think I literally was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it has the same animation style as the blame anime. Oh, so it's really, I'm going home right now to watch it. Yeah. It's really fucking, Hey, 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 don't leave the freaking show. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, that's right. That's right. We're, we have fun here. <laughs> we have fun. Um, but yeah, it, it was, um, but they keep referencing the size of Godzilla over and over and over again in the, in the anime. That just reminded me of that because it was just like, it's so huge. It's so big. <laughs> Jesus. Might as well be Godzilla. <sighs> but I think. Uh, pop, pop. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm sick. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he also has bronchitis. Yeah. Hey, oh. Oh. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I think Pablo and I both agreed that. We like this movie even more the second time around. Yeah. Last Jedi? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, um, there were just so many great moments that we were able to, to fully like dig into, you know, the first go around, it's just like, Oh, we're actually seeing. The and movie. you saw it, you saw it sitting next to my parents. Like I took my parents oh, out yeah, for this. Right. <laughs> I took some, to Sabrina out for this. And then, um, 
Why can't I say her name? Sabrina. I took Sabrina out for this. Blah. Um, and uh, we all saw it together, and um, you were sitting next to them. Yes. And, yes, I was. And, like, you heard... Because my parents are very vocal. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so tell me, what was it like? What was it? Can you, can you pinpoint a moment where, like, they were... Cause, well, there were many great moments. Yeah. They They both... They both still whisper to each other like teenagers, first of all, which is really? unbelievably cute. Okay. Like, like they're still such a couple. So, you know, I, I both uh, admire and hate you for having such a stable foundation. Oh, oh, excuse me. This isn't therapy. You don't know them so, like I do. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but there were also like, you know, all the little jokes within in uh the last jedi you know they both laughed at but i gotta say if there was any moment in the night that was like unbelievably cute it was uh spoilers by the way uh there's a point where the uh, the rebel ship uh gets turned around and it goes light speed through snoke's ship and it's a it's a beautiful visual sequence it's like the, the ship is torn in half it's it's silence it's complete silence but it's just light and destruction um, from many different angles over the course of like 10, 15 seconds. And so the whole theater is quiet, except for the one asshole whose phone goes off at that oh particular moment. That was so, yeah. but anyway, but it wasn't enough to distract me from this unbelievably cute moment when your mother, I was sitting right next to her, she sees the sequence and she goes, oh, oh. <laughs> she, <laughs> She was so blown away. She was just like her breath was literally like escaped her. She it was it was so cute. Like it, it, that kind of it kind of made it for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but it was, I wish I could have seen my dad's face too, because um my dad is the one that actually put me on to Star Wars. Like he oh. she put the the fir- the videotape in when I was like um I think eight years old. Mm-hmm. So it was either seven or eight, and it blew my mind. So. <laughs> To have him see Star Wars like this new like generation of stuff um, was pretty cool. Actually, to tell you the truth, when we got out of the theater, he had this really strange expression about him because uh, and it's I hate to get sentimental, but you know he, he was talking about how this Star Wars was about like the new generation and the old generation letting go. And there was something so sad, so sad about what he, the way he said it, that um, that's my dad's getting on in the years. Uh, so it was very, it was very touching. Um, damn! Now I'm like, oh, like oh, my dad, I love him so much. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. <laughs> Something, 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 and I don't know when, but you'll remember then. <laughs> Sorry. I remember an electric guitar being played. On that song. Oh, God. But yeah. And um, I got to admit, uh, and I, we both, I think we both had the same sentiment. We both teared up during the, the Yoda scene. Oh, man. Yes. This time, I can't believe it because, like, 
This is my second time watching it, and I thought that I was just gonna like be fine with it, <laughs> and I still cried like a fucking baby. Same here. I was tearing up. I was just like, "Oh God, Yoda just dropped <laughs> dropping that truth." Yeah, I know. When especially when he said, "Is like, it's like." We are that which they move beyond, like or something along those yeah. lines. I was like, oh, oh right in the feels. Oh, yeah. This, I, I, I don't know about the detractors, but I fucking love the Last Jedi. Yeah, same. Here. And you know what was great about it was that even my wife loved it, mm. which is always a good sign because, like, you know, she. I remember when I first showed her the the original trilogy, she was just like, "They're good." <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, um, it was clear that like, because she didn't see them when she was a kid. Right, know? right. And I feel like that's how you introduce Star Wars. You start them young. <laughs> um, and she, you know, she her her palette of uh, seeing films had become more refined. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, seeing, you know, hokey spaceships flying through and you know, a giant dog and stuff like that. It was <laughs> like, kind of like, you know, I could see how she could see it and be like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> but then she sees these movies and they're like, I, I ask her, I'm just like, what'd you think? She's like, it was great. Mm. I loved it. And I'm just like, that's a good sign. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. But she still like, she still likes her, her science fiction kind of bleak because when i showed her blade runner 2049 <laughs> i was like what'd you think she's like it's a masterpiece <laughs> i was just like whoa wow okay high praise <laughs> shit <laughs> all right well you know different different strokes for different folks i know but um <coughs> i i i like you i love the last jedi as well um i still have problems with uh snoke death you know I, really i this just, time like the second time around i f- i felt even better about it than the first time i just don't i just don't know like this guy can connect two people through the force from across the galaxy but he can't see one emo kid turning the lightsaber directly on the side of him toward him to, but he's not really to, a sith to run him but but he's, he's not powerful a sith. he's powerful he's yeah. powerful he connected two people across this thing that would kill most other force wielders i have, a, just, I have he, a theory about that okay you ready to hear that okay all right here we go we're gonna about to get real nerdy okay what? nerdy in the house let's do it all right so i think that the 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 fact that it wasn't able to, that he wasn't able to get killed uh, due to the effort of like connecting Ray and Kylo together, mm-hmm. is because he was piggybacking off their both their energies. He was using both their energies to like connect them together, as opposed to Luke, who didn't ha- who wasn't connecting anyone. He was just projecting himself across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So if he was using uh, the energy of both um, Kylo Ren and Ray, how come they weren't like drained? Who says they weren't? We didn't see them afterwards. They, oh, come like, on. Like, there was definitely moments where, like, Ray was probably around the island feeling, like, really strung out. It's like, oh, man. Let's Disco is over. That, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big assumption right there. Um, but uh, if he was using uh, their energy, I think that there, w- there would have been some sort of 
a repercussion of them like at least feeling somewhat drained um and also i I just feel like this is not the end of snoke just because there's something purposeful about the way they've made him look in the past two movies you you like that dude that dude looks like he has been like he may have been chopped up in the past and reassembled you know (laughs) what when you said that I, i know you text me that earlier in the week and i was just like I thought about it and I was like, you know what? You might have something going on there because we don't know what snow like snow could be some kind of alien. Like if you ever seen the original 2d clone wars, mm-hmm. there's this, uh, character named dread dredge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has like the ability to heal himself. Yeah. So we don't know if Snoke has, has that ability it could be that he He's comes the back pool of star wars yeah. yeah well if that's the case then kylo ren is in for a rude ass <laughs> awakening because if he thinks he killed him and he comes back then he's fucked oh, what if he but what if he doesn't come back all that great because he doesn't look like he he's always been put back together the right way so he's just like a, fi- a, oh, a, shit. Head, a head and a foot <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just keep thinking that, like it fucks with their speech patterns. Like it just like pops up out of a closet and Kylo Ren's fucking domicile. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh force lightnings in the wrong place. <laughs> He's nearsighted now. No oh, shit. <laughs> Episode nine, Snoke's nearsighted. No, oh, <laughs> and uh, <coughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping that episode nine definitely wraps everything up in a in a cool bow. Whether it's you know Snoke's origins or his return or something like that, as well as you know what happened to the rest of the Knights of Ren. Um, I hope that the next episode is called the Knights of Ren. Oh. Because I just want to see. I want to know what happened to those dudes. Mm, mm. What if fucking Kylo Ren just leave them there all jerking off in the same fucking th- desert? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like so super anticlimactic? He was show. He he comes back and then there's just like all like, you know, circle jerking. Yeah, Ugh. circle jerking. Ugh. Well, that that'd be the most uh, left turn. <laughs> Uh, choice in Star Wars, possibly in all of cinematic history. Just, wow, that was a strange choice. Yeah. But, you know, the CGI on that yeah. circle jerk was woo, epic. Oh, my God. Yeah, but. Um, Gross. Yeah, it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Kylo Ren opens the door to like a bungalow and it's like, all right, guys, it's time for us to. Oh, jeez. <laughs> They're like, Warp, this is what you told us to do. <laughs> you called it like lightsaber tuning or something like that. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> out comes the lightsabers. <laughs> I thought this is how we duel. Like, this, oh, like one of them ooh. just convinced all the other ones. Oh, God. <laughs> this is, I don't know how how kylo does it but i know it's this way they're like you know what this guy makes a lot of sense (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, this is so, so gross. Oh. But uh, yeah, hopefully the Knights of Ren uh, <laughs> make an appearance. Um, we'll see what the ultimate fate of the of the Force and the Jedi and the Sith are. Because um, it seems like, at least in some shape or form, uh, Jedi knowledge is going to continue since Rey took the the ancient texts. Yes, you know, and she possesses everything that's already you know in those books. You know, yeah. So. I hope that it, that actually continues on to the new trilogy that Ryan Johnson's going to be ahead of. Yeah. 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 I who, Ryan Johnson may who knows maybe maybe those um uh orphans uh that were in the last Jedi maybe that's what the story is going to circle around. Yeah. Or, you know. I was really hoping that Ryan Johnson wasn't going to make more Star Wars because I know he's like a huge Cowboy Bebop fan. And I was hoping that that was going to be his next movie. Oh, man. Well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) That's a throwback to like episode one. Yep. 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 So if you've been with us all that time, you know. That one, that was, that one was for the faithful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, are you psyched for Black Panther next week? Uh, next month. Next month, but this we're already past the middle of this month, so like, yeah, we're. I can't wait for Black Panther. Um, uh, listeners, we. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this current like movie ticket buying frenzy that exists if you've if you followed us for a while you know that our favorite movie house is alamo draft house and for some fucking reason whenever tickets go on sale for these big movies the marvel movies star wars movies they sell out in like negative 10 seconds i know and we never have a chance at them unless we want to be like right up on the screen or like sitting apart from each other where we have to yell at like our comments (laughs) just like like from across the way like didn't you think that was cool holy shit dude and then security comes and is like excuse me sir but you have to leave i'm just like it's not the first time i've heard that (laughs) and they do not fuck around they will kick you out of the alamo draft house if you're a disturbance (laughs) in the force but (laughs) but um so yeah we're we're gonna have to um, find another theater to go see it, but we will we will be going to see it yes. opening weekend. Um, and can't wait for this fucking film. It's it's already yeah, broken know. all um, the record of like, like presale tickets. Presale yeah. tickets, man. It's totally oh, I'm so happy about that. Me too. You know, I I just recently spoke like I I spoke to my mom on the phone um, like about two days ago, and, um, and she was like, "Niño mío, lindo." <laughs> That's exactly what she calls me. Yeah, that's right. Mi tesoro. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Now I feel so embarrassed. You you see what you did? Mission accomplished. Um, I've I've succeeded. My days are successful. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I was like, um, she wants to see that movie Samson. That horrible ass looking movie. Oh. Um, and then I was like, Hey, what'd you think about the <laughs> Avengers in Infin- like infinity war trailer? And she's like, what the movie for kids? And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, it's okay. I know you love that stuff. And I'm like, uh, yeah, 
I'm gonna go now and see what, what I'm gonna see what my life is gonna be about now. <laughs> Not a kids movie. <laughs> Serious stuff. Thanos and such. Yeah. Intergalactic civil war is what it's about. Exactly. Fucking destiny still arrives. <laughs> I still watch that fucking trailer like eight times a day. Same here. Same here. Just, yeah. just trying to glean the next little just next little tidbit. Just mm. I keep thinking like I have this theory now that fucking what's his name? Uh you know in the Hulkbuster? Yeah. It's um it's what's his name? Tony uh, Stark? No, it's not Tony Stark. It's fucking Bruce Banner. Get out, yeah. really? I think Thanos split Bruce Banner and the Hulk in half and like they separated both consciousnesses just like in the comics and then now Bruce Banner has to use the Hulkbuster. Crazy theory, right? That is a crazy fucking theory and quite frightening because when because when they're split up the Hulk is just yeah. nothing but savage. Like, yeah. And we see him in that shot later in the trailer where you know he's with the he's with other avengers yeah so either they rejoin in some way or perhaps that scene precedes the hulkbuster shot yeah you know could be holy shit man that would be shit i kind of want to see that yeah, now i want to see right? an unbridled unnerfed hulk you know <laughs> just nerfed just fucking ripping like buffalo in half just <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh wait he does that in fucking old man logan doesn't he when he's fighting oh this is in the comics like when he throws like when he fights old man logan yes he throws like not a not a buffalo a cow yes <laughs> it's just a complete and utter yeah. savage yeah so oh man uh, that seems like a good place to cap it yeah Scap it there. All right. All right. Well, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. You have yourself a pleasant afternoon. Song of the week. Mm.